Welcome to another exciting episode of Patanjali Yoga Sutra Commentaries by respected Dr. Chinmay Pandya. Each episode delves deep into a selected set of sutras, so be sure to follow along and remember to revisit any episode you may have missed. We hope you enjoy and do stay connected with DSVV by following our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages using the handle at DSVVOfficial. Good morning and my respectful pronouns to everyone from Shanti Kunj Haridwar, Deva Sanskriti Vishwadyale. We started this uh, marvelous journey of going deep into the Yoga Sutra uh, in the last uh, episode. And this journey is probably the most uh, perfect and most uh, remarkable journey in the journey of the human consciousness. But before we dwell deep into this journey of understanding that where the Yoga Sutras are trying to take us and what Patanjali is trying to convey to us and how he is trying to shake our mind, body, soul and personality. It is important to uh, recite the Gayatri Mantra. Those of you who know the Gayatri Mantra, Gayatri is the power that takes our personalities, our existence to the righteous path. She is considered as the Devi, the Goddess the deity of wisdom that takes us to the path which is right for us. Not the path that we want, but the path that is right for us. And to know that, somebody has to be sitting very higher. Then only the all the trabeculies that appear in our life, all the tributaries that appear in our life, our karma, our sanskar, where we are supposed to go, how we are supposed to reach there, that becomes visible to them. And that path is given to us by the power that we so affectionately and so respectfully call as the Gayatri. And uh, to do the mantra, the sentiments are important. You may or may not know the word, but knowing the sentiment would take you to the point where you are supposed to reach. So just call her like you call your mother. Just call her like you call your respectful elder or someone who can guide you to the right path. She is the power that needs no passport and no visa. She would reach you wherever you are. So, with a feeling of respect, veneration, affect and benevolence, let's do the Gayatri Mantra together. Close your eyes. Om Bho Tatsavetorvarenyam Bhargo Devasya Dhemahe Dheyo Yonaha Prachodaya We started this uh, beautiful discussion, this very insightful discussion on the Yoga Sutra in the last meeting, last e-meeting I would say. And the purpose of the discussion is to go into the deeper into the Yoga Sutra which are one of the finest, 
one of the most remarkable scriptures ever written in india and the reason to say that is because there are two kinds of scriptures like i said in the last time that one which are of academic scholastic dogmatic importance there are those kind of scriptures that you need to pass your examination you need them because you want to gather knowledge you need them because you want to accumulate information they are important i'm not saying that they are not important but they are not talking about the absolute truth the timeless value there is no nothing that is of profound interest to the spirit of the man and to talk about for the profound spirit of the man where refinement of the human personality is being talked about where embellishment of our potential is being talked about we need to look into the scriptures like the yoga sutra which are in some ways very small 195 sutras or aphorisms are there only 2000 words are there so like you know in terms of the gathering of the words and and in terms of the gathering of the knowledge nothing special is happening there but there was something special happening if there was nothing special happening then shankar acharya shankar who was the pioneer of the vedantic philosophy he wrote a commentary upon these 195 aphorisms ramanuj wrote it vyas wrote it the great vyas himself wrote the vyas bhashya ramanand saraswati wrote it hariharanand aranya wrote it many great people nagoji bhatt bhava ganesh vigyana bhikshu one after another great people they decided to write commentary upon it raja bhoj wrote it martanda vritte so many people wrote it vachaspati mishra wrote it tatva vaisharade and i said so many names you may or may not be familiar with them but what i was trying to say is that they are institution in their own right and if they felt that they are supposed to write a commentary on these scriptures which we call as the yoga sutra you can just understand the importance and significance and the value of these very pristine and the powerful scriptures of india and uh, the reason they are important because we have got so much of focus on the physical agility aspect of the yoga but if only physical agility was important then a gymnast would be a better yogi than patanjali and if only therapy was important if yoga was supposed to actually only treat a person then a paracetamol and patanjali would have no difference they are important because patanjali is talking about the embellishment of the human consciousness how you can refine it how you can take it to the ultimate potential the last pinnacle the everest of the human adventure and effort and to understand that understanding yoga sutra is required and we start with the samadhi pad there are four chapters in the yoga sutra first is called samadhi pad and as the name suggests it is talking about the final adventure of the human consciousness called as the samadhi second would be the sadhan that how you would accomplish it third would be the vibhuti the mystical powers that one is supposed to get on the way and fourth is the kavalya pad kavalya is once you leave everything and you reach to your purest form of consciousness where you are free of every kind of bond that this earth or the earths beyond can ever bound you then what you accomplish or what you reach or what you become is what the kavalya is kavalya comes from the word kavala which means nothing is left now so everything is zero everything that we were carrying life after life it's gone we are stripped of 
all the falsehoods and we are now free of all such bondages bandhans so this is the journey of the yoga sutra and to understand we need to be very respectful to every single word that comes there samadhi pad has got about 51 verses 51 aphorisms or sutras and it starts with a very nice journey if any one of you is a student of the education then you would find that this is the best kind of lesson plan that anyone could prepare patanjali never says a word because it is just actually came out of his mouth every word has got a meaning purpose and place in his scripture so every word has to be understood in the full context otherwise you miss the entire meaning the first verse that comes in the samadhi path has been quoted by many people on many occasions and this is a very beautiful verse it says ath yoganusashanam there are three words ath yoga anushashanam ath yoganusashanam if we take them word by word ath means now but in sanskrit there are beautiful ways to say it it also means now but it is now means now it is now not in the sense of it is said with adhikar it is said with power authority so ath means that now yoga is yoga i am not going to translate it because translation would lose the value of what is being said yoga is yoga anushashan you can call it discipline but we will try to understand why he is saying it like that so in summary what he is saying is that now let us talk about yoga as a discipline ath yoga anushashanam let's talk about yoga as a discipline and why would he would say it there are three reasons to understand why patanjali is saying that because i am trying to give the explanation otherwise you can read the verses uh, clearly at your home uh, translations are available he says ath yoga anushashanam and there are three ways to understand this statement why would he say that one reason to say it is because patanjali as we talked about last time he did not only talk about yoga sutra he was one of the those illuminaries of india the greatest scholar of india who talked about various other disciplines he was like polyglot and he fashioned every single like you know uh, part of the human personality and he he talked about it so patanjali also wrote about the vyakaran he wrote about grammar he also wrote about a perfect text on the ayurveda so patanjali was author of both of them and there is another reason behind it because there are three types of impurities we talk about in the personality three are three roots are there either the impurity can come through the body and for its purification he gave the ayurveda the impurities can come from the mind our thoughts could be impure they could be polluted and for its purification he gave the yoga sutra for the chitta purification or it can come through our speech the way we talk and for our vaanis ashuddhi for our speech impurities he talked about he gave the grammar so because patanjali was also the vice chancellor of a very famous university in india he may have talked about other disciplines before so one way to understand it is that he was talking about some other thing he was saying that okay last week we talked about ayurveda last semester we were talking about like you know the grammar now let us talk about yoga as a discipline so that is one way to understand what patanjali is trying to say that 
he was uh, author of great knowledge systems of india he was the uh, proponent of great knowledge systems of india and he said okay we talked about that now let us talk about yoga as a discipline and also because of that the famous sutra came yogena chittasya padena vacha malam sharirasya cha vedakena ki patanjali we say we go to patanjali because he gave us three famous like you know um, scriptures one for the purification of vani one for the purification of sharir body and one for the purification of the mana so that is one way to understand from the perspective of patanjali another way to understand it is that patanjali may be saying it the way he said it is because he wanted to bring yoga under one discipline he wanted to bring yoga as an academic discipline because he was seated as a vice chancellor of a university and he may have thought that number of people are talking about it vedas are talking about it upanishads are talking about it gita is talking about it sankh is talking about it so let us try to bring everything together so that students can have a clear understanding of what needs to be understood it's like like you know that if you start any new discipline that first time you are starting you are not starting the discipline you are just entering into a new domain of understanding and once you have understood and other people add something to it other people add something to it and then suddenly one day a discipline has emerged when newton have thought about gravity he was not thinking that i am creating the concept of the classical physics then suddenly other people came and in one day it became classical physics when planck talked about the quantas he did not think that i am creating the quantum physics but then bohr came rutherford came einstein came and other people came and one day they created heisenberg came and they all created a concept of the quantum physics so it emerges later on same happened with the yoga that rigveda talks about the yoga then upanishads talk about shvetashutra upanishad talks about kathaka upanishad talks about maitri or maitrayani upanishad talks about kathaka upanishad talks about and shvetashutra upanishad has got this famous verse that many people quote natasya rogo na jarana mrityu praptasya yogagni mayam shariram that was also the mission statement of the uh, the yoga day celebrations so it is a very famous uh, verse that comes in the upanishad in long time ago it was said like you know 6000 years ago and patanjali was probably writing the yoga sutras a little before like you know ad and then uh, then came also in the gita and gita has got so many verses dedicated to the yoga sutra uh, yoga and yoga's definition um famous yoga karma sukaushalam samattvam yogucchate yogakshemam vahamyam yukta har viharasya so many are there so the yoga has been talked about in many verses and but i think the main reason for him to say it is because there was uh, a very classical overlap between yoga and sankh and sankh was the metaphysical understanding of the yoga and yoga was more like a practical and bhagavad gita bhagwan krishna also says ekam sankhyam cha yogam cha yah pashyati sa pashyati that there is no difference between the two one who can see he can see it properly and that's why patanjali thought that it is better to bring a harmony and integrity to these diverse understanding of the yoga so he wanted to bring a framework to it an academic a scholastic a dogmatic framework to it so that people can understand it better that is one way to understand it another way to understand it is that history and tradition of yoga so history and tradition of yoga 
those of you who are familiar with indian uh, wisdom traditions you would know that in india the understanding is that there are three forces of nature we have got brahma from where the power of creation came we have got lord vishnu from where the power of nurturing maintenance that came and we have got the power of lord shiva or the force of lord shiva which is responsible for decay annihilation and and death and destruction one that came from bhagwan brahma lord brahma was called as the rajyog patanjali gave it and gave it in the form of yoga sutra and then later on in the yoga sutra also three sub varieties of the yogas emerged uh, it emerged in the form of samadhi yoga which is abhyas and vairagya kriya yoga which is tap swadhyay shupadhan and ashtanga yoga which is yama niyam asan pranayam pratyahar dharana dhyan and samadhi even if you miss it don't worry because we are entering into the yoga sutra so the reason i am going fast is because i don't want you to be stuck on this uh, in these different terms because we would be talking about them and the verse related to them would come so that was one discipline that came from the force that created everything was called as the rajyog the force that created uh, the nurturing maintenance that came from bhagwan vishnu lord vishnu was given by the lord krishna in the gita so scripture was gita given propagator or propounder was lord krishna and he talked about three major ones gyan karma and bhakti yoga how to understand it very simple what is the there are different layers to your personality you have got thoughts emotions and actions either i am thinking or i am feeling or i am acting i have got behavior or i have got thoughts or emotions if my thoughts reach to the last possible frontier gyan yoga if my emotions reach to the last possible frontier bhakti yoga if my karma if my actions reach to the last possible frontier karma yoga so gyan karma and bhakti uh, that came from the vaidik yoga came from lord vishnu one that came from lord shiva was the hat yoga that was given by guru goraknath and then later on in the gherand sangita hat yoga pradipika gorak sangita many other scriptures together they gave the aspect of the hat yoga together so there were so many already sub varieties and there was an integration needed so that's why patanjali talked about it so if we try to understand the first verse where he is saying atha yoga anushashanam he is trying to say now let us talk about yoga as a discipline because we were either talking about ayurveda or grammar before but now it is important to talk about yoga as a discipline or yoga is needed to be talked about as a discipline because there are so many fragmented varieties of it available and it is important to bring it under one umbrella third way which is the most important and most beautiful way to understand it is yoga is that discipline that brings discipline in ourselves yoga is responsible for discipline the word disciple comes from discipline the reason it is important because without discipline our lives are fragmented we are broken you may be present here you may be listening to it but your mind would be somewhere else your emotions would be somewhere else you are present but not available and if we are not available then our our energy is broken it's broken into 30 different places to bring it into one place so that there is an integration of the personality we need discipline we have got so many people inside us there is a crowd going on 
and there is a crowd going on person cannot make a decision everyone has got its own so why is everyone has got its own saying so there can never be an harmony in our personality if our energies are broken into pieces they are going in all different direction in english we say energy goes attention flows so if energy is going in all different places then how can we can have harmony in our life to have harmony in the life we need to remember the verse that lord krishna says in gita he says buddhi yukto jahati hai ubhe sukrita dushkrita tasmad yoga yujjasva yoga karmasu kaushalam that yoga is nothing but the excellence of all dimensions of your actions and we can't have excellence in all dimensions of our action if they are going in all different directions for them to be in one place our energy needs to be in one place there is a very beautiful story there was a king at the time of lord krishna and some his name was janak and he was called janak because he was videh kamal patravat they say in sanskrit which means that his life was like a leaf of the lotus leaf of the lotus has got a special thing that the side that touches to the pond can be wet but the side that is touching to the like you know open side absolutely dry so he was like that the side that was touching to the sansar was like that but he was completely in that sansar in that world he was always dedicated to his path so someone asked lord krishna and he said that who is the perfect yogi in your eyes and opinion lord krishna said without a shadow of doubt it's king janak so everyone was surprised that how a king could be yogi so one person went to see that how he is maintaining the yog while in the middle of so much chaos so he went to king janak and king janak was having a normal court room there was fight going on people were bringing the complaints angry people complaining people dance going on music going on and he was sitting in a state of meditation so he was surprised that how can one person maintain calmness in so much of chaos so he said to king janak that how do you maintain yoga in such a chaotic environment so lord krishna said uh, king janak said that uh, i will tell you the answer but not now i will tell you the answer in the evening he said go for a walk see my capital and in the evening i will tell you so he said how is that related to my question he said i will tell you in the evening he said but before you go take this glass so he gave a glass like you know like this one he said this take this it is filled up to here completely filled filled with the oil he said if a single drop would fall there is a soldier walking behind you he will chop your head he will cut your head what a strange condition so he went returned after 9 hours and janak said that so what did you see in my capital he said i saw nothing i was looking at the glass all the time he said same way i maintain the yoga i know that any second could be the last second so my energy is never broken i am neither fantasizing about the future nor i am thinking about what happened in the past it's always available in the given moment our energy is never available in the given moment we are either thinking about future we are either making the plans we are either actually dreaming about what get, good could happen to us or we are thinking about something that has happened to us in the past but our energy is never ever available in the given moment if it is available in the given moment then comes the anushasan then comes the discipline then comes the absolute harmony and integration 
that is what patanjali talks about he says yoga is not only an academic discipline you don't need it to pass your examination you don't need it to get a certification you don't need it to bring much more flexibility to your muscles body and joints you don't need it to get yourself free from ailments and disease and illnesses for that you have got other things go to the doctor go to the gymnast but for real purpose to bring the discipline in your personality in your heart mind soul and effort you need yoga so patanjali says yogas at yog at yoga anushasanam yoga is the anushasan yoga is the discipline of our life and how that happens he says yogasya chitta vritte nirodhah we try to understand that word by word yoga is yoga chitta no translation required it's better to understand the phenomena because chit is not a word that you can translate in english you can translate it in english if there is a counterpart in english there is no counterpart in english chit itself is a phenomena so better to understand it vritti is also a phenomena it is better to understand it nirodh is also a phenomena better to understand it but you can say that nirodh means controlling or stilling or banishment or calming so controlling the vrittis of the chit is the yoga that is what he is saying the banishment they are completely gone they have completely been abolished there is no even a single or slightest trace of the vrittis of the chit that's when the yoga happens so the what he is trying to say that if there is no vritti if chit has been completely zero then the yoga happens and it is not as simple as like you know something that is happening in the mind you can train people actually to control their mind that is not something that is special but controlling their unconscious is something that requires special effort and that's what the yoga talks about but before that we need to understand the chitta chitt is a very special concept and for us to understand the chitta we need to understand the karma because chit is a concept that is coming out of the sankhya philosophy and this is the basic premise but for us to understand karma we need to actually get rid of some mistakes or fallacies that most people have many people think it's just a simple translation that karma means action no it's not like that we we have got a very different philosophy a karma is a karma if my इच्छा भाव और संकल्प आर इन्वॉल्व इफ माई इंटेंशन डिजायर और माई डिटर्मिनेशन इज इन्वॉल्व दैट इज वैन इट बिकम्स ए कर्म बेसिकली इफ माई आई इज इन्वॉल्व इफ आई एम माई ईगो इज इन्वॉल्व इफ माई ईगो इज इन्वॉल्व इट बिकम्स ए कर्म दैट्स वाई फ्रॉम ए लॉ एंड ऑर्डर परस्पेक्टिव इफ समबडी कमिट्स ए मर्डर देन ओनली इज रिस्पॉन्सिबल इफ ही इज थिंकिंग अबाउट इट दैन इफ ही हैज गॉट फीलिंग्स अबाउट इट दैन no you can't held him responsible just because it he had a thought in mind from a theory of karma he becomes responsible the moment he invested his ego into it if he has got intense emotions about it it would bring the result that's why prayers have got a purpose they are a karma even if i am not committing them but prayers are a karma and also it actually explains that if somebody has got quadriplegia like you know he all his limbs are not working both arms both legs is he not committing a karma is he not committing any action he is committing an action but it is 
happening because his thoughts and emotions are turning into uh, a karma and all thoughts emotions and actions could become a karma depending upon my intention and intensity with what intention and with what intensity i committed a karma that would bring a result good or bad that would bring either a good result or bad result but not depending upon the outcome not depending upon what happened but depending upon what was my feeling behind it if i was thinking good and something bad happened makes no difference but if i was thinking bad and good happened then it makes a difference i always share a story that there was a friend who was working with me and uh, he was very hard working in london and uh, in his office they like you know the people were so jealous of him because he was getting constantly the raise so they spread a rumor about him they spread a rumor that you know he is leaving the job they thought that boss would fire him that if he is leaving a job and he is not telling him but outcome was opposite boss when he heard that you know they he is thinking of leaving he gave him a raise he gave him much more like you know uh, money to stay so intention was bad outcome was good outcome was good because the person i am talking about his karma was good intention was bad so it would bring the bad result to those people who were spreading the rumor that's how the theory of karma works so our thoughts emotions and actions all could be responsible as long as my ownership is there as long as i have got my iksha bhav and sankalp my desire intention and determination they are there could bring the result depending upon that result could be good or bad now comes the trickier part who would bring this result whose responsibility it is it is a responsibility of the prakriti not a person that's why i may be doing all good things to one person all my life and all he does in return is actually humiliating me but i may be doing nothing good to a person and somebody for no reason would do good to me because it is the duty of the cosmos or prakriti to return my good karma back to me in chanakya niti this is a very beautiful verse he says yatha dhenu sahasresu vatsu gachhati matarah tada yachchritam karma kartaram adhigachchati just like calf would find its mother among millions of cows it does not have to be told that your mother is there your mother is there it would just find its mother the same way karma finds the karta karma finds its owner because it's not knocking from outside it's knocking from inside it's never leaving us it's always there and where it is stored is the place of chitta that's where the simple understanding is that our karmas are stored our karma with what intention with what intensity that we will talk about when karma is being talked about they are all stored inside us it is like the sim of the phone that you take the sim card and we put it inside another phone and it would work so our body is like the mobile phone and our chit is like the sim you take it from here and you put it somewhere else and it would start to operate and immediately it would have the connection it would be connected to the internet it would be connected to the network because all those informations are stored in the chitta so patanjali says yogasya chitta vritti nirodha and this chitta depending upon the storage of the sanskar storage of the karma and their imprints give birth to the vrittis so vrittis are not coming random the unconscious impulses and desires and like you know these things they are the oscillations of the mind they are not coming out of random they are coming 
because that's what the story is formed inside and this is the entire purpose the entire purpose of the yoga is to free myself purify purify myself from those kind of vrittis otherwise i can keep myself purifying from the previous karma all previous karms i can purify with the tapa but then i am in the situation where i may constantly keep creating the new karma because my vrittis are not purified unless i purify the vritti i cannot purify my personality completely because i would still be in a danger of keep creating the new karma with new kind of impurities because my vrittis are not purified there is another way to understand it because in indian uh, wisdom traditions there is a, a beautiful understanding so like you know the pure consciousness which we vedanta talks about the atman not the soul that we talk about but the atman is a pure consciousness and that pure consciousness has got two kinds of envelopes above it two kinds of avaran one is this thula sharir sthul sharir is gross body and that is governed by the senses that's why sensual pleasures are important for the body but there is another one which is called as the sukshma sharir and sukshma sharir or subtle body is governed by antah karana chatushtaya antah karana means inner being chatushtaya means four of them and those four are called man buddhi chitta na ahankar man mind buddhi intelligence chitta is chitta ahankar is the ego and these four together are our sukshma sharir our subtle body what is the idea why i am sharing this because idea is that when you die when i die or anyone else dies it's not liberation because only gross body is dying bhagwan shri krishna lord krishna is saying in gita vasansi jirnani yatha vihaya navani grahanani naroparani he says in the second chapter i think 22nd verse he says vasansi jirnani yatha vihaya he says just like when the clothes become dirty i went outside to play football soccer and i dirtied my clothes they are completely linens are gone then i remove them same happens with the body when soul thinks that okay this body is too old i have too many impurities are there illnesses are there problems are there i can't bear it anymore just drops it just like we get rid of the older clothes soul gets rid of the older body nothing is special about it then it takes another new one but what goes in between is the sukshma sharir is the subtle sharir so chit is going along with that pure consciousness and unless we purify that so we can be finally liberated only if i am unable to uncouple myself with my karma and the imprints of karma otherwise i keep repeating the same mistake no kind of calmness could ever emerge because inner regulates outer being it's like we are going to the same movie again and again that's why people make the same mistakes because their unconscious is not purified the mistake they made in one relationship may make the another relationship the third one the fourth one the fifth one the sixth one why because the way to see it is not changed like gurudev said drishtikon ka parivartan that unless you change the way you see the situation there could be no permanent there could be no final solution to it it's like that people are going to the same cinema every day same movie they are watching and they are hoping that this time the end would be different 
how can the end would be different if i don't change the movie or i don't change the cinema we need to change the way we think so patanjali says ath yoga anushasanam that let us talk about yoga as a discipline a discipline which comes when chitta vritti nirodha takes place when the subconscious impulses which are coming out of the storage of the karma that chitta is carrying all the time they become calm down they have been purified how he will talk about later so i am not going to talk about that because the entire now i am going to talk about it when those verses would come because the entire yoga sutra is actually talking about those ways how that could be accomplished so patanjali says at yoga anushasanam now let us talk about yoga as a discipline what is yoga yogasya chitta vritti nirodha yoga is the calming controlling banishment of the vrittis of the chitta completely gone became zero i all the karmic account i had i paid it back i am zero now need nothing from this world i am going thank you very much bon voyage it's my last time it's like buddha says a very beautiful line for enlightened beings he says their lives are like the footprints of the birds in the sky birds leave no footprints in the sky it's like that they are there they are there and they are not there at the same time yogasya chitta vritti nirodha if that happens patanjali is the most perfect person who never like you know he would never deviate from the path that he has taken so he said if yoga happens if you are able to accomplish the yoga then what happens tada drishtu swarupe vasthanam so first verse was ath yoga anushasanam second was yogasya chitta vritti nirodha yoga is the banishment of all kinds of vrittis of chitta if that happens if you are able to accomplish that final level of this video game that we are inside called sansar if you are able to reach to the ultimate stage you are the master of all masters if you reach there then what happens tada then tada means then drishtu you become drishta drishta means witness it's not an ability to see ability to see anyone can have ability to see without being involved is actually drishta tada drishtu swarupe swarup means true self avasthanam be seated then we become seated in our true self nothing outside can disturb us we have accomplished reuniting with ourselves because all our journeys are nothing but actually forgetting what we truly are that's why when bhagavad gita ends arjun does not say that thank you you gave me too many knowledges and everything you talked about he says smritir labdha mohanashto that thank you i am able to remember what i truly was he remembered smritir labdha smriti means memory labdha means getting it gaining it he said thank you i can now remember what i truly am when we are able to remember what we truly are nothing else is needed you need no book for that you need no 
Wikipedia for that. You need no YouTube for that. You need no podcast for that. You have reached because you. All we have done is actually we have forgotten. When Acharya Shankar is giving a commentary on this, he says a very he uses a very beautiful uh, approach to explain it. He says we are like crystal. Our nature is pure, shuddha. Pure is shuddha, nirvikar. That nothing can pollute us. We only appear polluted because crystal has got no color of its own. You put green color to it, it looks green. You put blue color to it, it looks blue. When we are surrounded by the world, the worldly desires. When we are surrounded by the like you know pressures, expectation. Everyone is running. We think we needs to run, because pure consciousness uses chit as a medium to understand the world. Chit is the instrument that is required to understand the world. And whatever chit presents to the pure consciousness, if it starts to confuse with it. then it becomes involved and that happens many time in our life see you go to cinema when you are seeing the movie and you know that it is happening on a cyclorama only it's just a curtain on which the movie is being projected still people get involved they start to think that hero is very nice and villain is very bad person they start to cry they start to take the memories they start to become involved people start to create everyone knows like you know this movie is like you know only Uh, an imagination of somebody's mind but people are creating groups behind it they are creating theories behind it they they create the cult behind it even it's because we have got this deep kind of like you know we become part of it when we become part of it the word in sanskrit is karta then you became involved now it is a movie and you became part of it drishta is when you are only witnessing it you are distancing yourself from this commotion and see like it is happening i am not part of it who cares it's not my two people are talking prakriti and purush why i am supposed to talk about it bhagwan shri krishna says in gita that the guna prakriti's gunas are talking to themselves we only become involved because we think that we are doing it moment this feeling of karta is gone and you become witness of it you are seated in your true consciousness seated in the true consciousness is the ultimate frontier or ultimate possibility that journey of yoga can take us we have only forgotten because because we have polluted ourselves from the impurities of the world removing them washing them is the only thing that helps us god is gone nowhere or the divine is gone nowhere although patanjali does not talk about god and when i'm talking about god i'm not talking about the personal god i'm talking about the that divine figure or that divine entity which is everywhere is the consciousness is the unified eternal absolute timeless consciousness and that we are there comes a very beautiful story in the upanishad stories of shwetaketu and shwetaketu was a young boy who accomplished great grades in his university returned home when returned home he was full of ego and pride so his guru said that okay now you can talk about so many great things have you ever seen god he said no he said do you want to see god he said yeah so he got a glass of water like this one and then he mixed the sugar inside and he said that where is the sugar now he said oh you mixed in front of me i can't see it he said how would you know that sugar is inside he said i need to taste it 
when i taste the water and the sweetness would tell me that the sugar is inside his guru said same is with the divine he said divine consciousness is mixed in the air why you outside can't see it but it is there and you cannot live without the air he said it is mixed inside you like prana cannot see it but you cannot live without it he said same is with the god mixed everywhere divine is everywhere he said divine divinity is not a science of expression you don't need words for it is it is a science of experience feel it he said tattvamasi tattvamasi means that divine is inside you soham also inside me and the moment shwet ketu realized he said aham brahmasmi i am that divine patanjali is saying the same tada drishtu swarupe vasthanam moment you accomplish that you are seated in your true consciousness swarupe vasthanam if not if you are unable to accomplish the yoga then what happens then he talks about the fourth verse he says vritti sarupyam itiratra otherwise vritti means vritti sarupya means identity itiratra means other times other times whatever vrittis are telling us we continue to behave we continue to behave as vrittis are telling us they make us think that oh, i am angry i believe i am angry they make us think i am happy i am like that that's why we become like a public opinion people say that oh you look good and i start to believe i am good people say oh no no you are not looking good i start to believe i am not looking good our unconscious is constantly shaped and modeled and modified by the like you know the responses we are getting from outside vrittis are telling us and we do that and we use only our intelligence to justify what our vrittis have made us behave so i anger would come out of me i could not control myself but rather than thinking that why i became angry i would try to use my intelligence to justify that my anger was right i wanted to go i wanted to go to london but ended up in nigeria but then i will say oh no i always wanted to come to nigeria because nigeria was a good place people do that in their life all the time they do it like you know they wanted to do something else ended up doing something else but rather than thinking why i ended up in that place they want to justify that i ended up in that place because i always wanted to reach that place this is what we do because vrittis are telling us to do that so we entered into the yoga sutra talked about the four verses first is ath yoga anusashanam let us talk about yoga as a discipline yogasya chitta vritti nirodha first chapter second verse is yogasya chitta vritti nirodha what is yoga yoga is stilling calming controlling banishing the vrittis of the chitta if you are able to do it then what tada then drishtu swarupe vasthanam you become a witness you are not part of it you swarupe vasthanam you are seated in your true consciousness vritti sarupyam itiratra if not then you continue to behave as vrittis are telling you to behave i end with sharing a interesting story of swami ramkrishna paramahansa the great guru of swami vivekananda he used to share a very beautiful story he used to share a story that prakriti cosmos is like a mother working in the kitchen and she has got many children and they are crying all the time so she throws a one uh, toy to one person and then 
this uh, baby gets interested into that toy and playing with it but after a while the baby actually gets fed up with that toy and then throws back and starts to cry again so mother then throws another toy to him or her so that they get keep engaged in that so swami ramkrishna paramahansa used to say that this world is like that that you know we get fed up when we are crying then she throws one relationship to us and we are excited about it then she throws one job to us and then we are excited about it then she throws a car to us and we are excited about it and ramkrishna paramahansa says that one of them understands that not interested in this game anymore i became i became old i am not i don't want to play this game again and again of getting the toys and then crying when the toys became old so he says i don't want to play this game and prakriti cosmos says to that person you have understood the game go outside let them play the one who understands the game becomes the buddha or gurudev or mahavir or vivekananda one who doesn't understand the game is still here if we can understand then we accomplish the yoga so best wishes to all of you and we end by doing the shanti part of today's discussion ओम शांते पृथ्वे शांतेराप शांतेषधय शांते वनस्पत शातिर्विश्व शातिर्ब्रह्म शाते 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 सर्वारिष्ट सुशातिरु हमारे YouTube चैनल शांति कुंजक वीडियो गायत्री परिवार को सब्सक्राइब करें एवं बेल आइकन जरूर दबाएं ताकि गायत्री परिवार की विभिन्न गतिविधियों की जानकारी आपको मिलती रहे